Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and we have not checked up on uh, what, what we think is a really important part of the market uh, uh, globally, and that is emerging markets. And no one I'd rather talk to about emerging markets than par excellence, Laurence Bensafi from the RBC Global Asset Management team in London, critical member, senior member of the emerging market team there. Laurence, uh, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Dave. I'm good in London. Things have really improved here. So we're finally, you know, uh, back to almost a normal life, which is really, really nice. Fantastic. And your, uh, your, your family as well, and you're enjoying uh, a bit of a heat. Exactly. Yeah, doesn't happen often, so we really enjoy also the, the, the nice weather. The nice weather. Okay, well, then let's, uh, let's uh, hope that you, uh, you continue to enjoy uh, a beautiful summer in London and uh, wherever you end up around the world. Uh, and, and let's travel there from an investment perspective. Uh, how, how are emerging markets positioned right now uh, relative to uh, more developed markets? Uh, from from an investment perspective, uh, from your perspective? Yeah, so look, emerging markets equities so far had a pretty decent uh, start of the year. Um, I think the, the return in, uh, in US dollar is around 7%. Um, we've been underperforming a little bit developed markets uh, the past few months, uh, simply because you've probably seen the headlines, um, because emerging market countries are a bit slow, uh, when it comes to uh, deploying uh, the vaccine uh, for COVID-19. Um, so we, had had, uh, we have had a few new waves uh, in some of our countries, and there was especially a one that really uh, seemed quite, quite strong and quite uh, worrying. It was in India, uh, even though it's actually back already to almost like a normal level. Uh, but because of that, there's fear of further lockdowns in emerging markets, and so, so the asset class has underperformed a little bit. Uh, recently. Um, having said that, uh, there's been, uh, I would say, um, a large range of performance uh, on uh, countries and sectors, across countries and sectors. So right now, uh, Latin, uh, Latin America and Eastern Europe and Middle East are doing very well, uh, especially on the back of strong oil price and, and metals and mining that we've seen. Um, emerging market is also a leader when it comes to green infrastructure. Um, and, and that's been also a really interesting theme to play, and we've seen a lot of names doing well in terms of whether you look at uh, electric uh, batteries for, for electric cars, uh, or when you look at uh, even uh, the production of electric cars where China and Korea, for, for instance, are some of the leaders. Um, we see also great opportunities still in India, Southeast Asia, uh, where investments are picking up, uh, and a large young population uh, consume more and more. So uh, really a lot of exciting, um, you know, themes in emerging markets. Um, I would say very short term uh, for equities in general and EM in particular, we are slightly cautious. I'm talking about really the next few months. Uh, valuations are not as attractive as they used to be. I mean, the market is up about 50% over the past 12 months. The rally seems a little bit overextended, especially at the time where we, you know, we talk a lot about uh, inflation. It's definitely there. We don't know if it's going to be temporary or if it's going to last longer. We, we're starting to see already increased in interest rates in some of our countries and it's coming in debt of markets. So, you know, we could see a, a pullback uh, in the coming months. 
but to be fair, that would be very healthy, and I think it'd be a great opportunity for 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 investors, for clients, to increase the exposure to the asset class or to build exposure to the asset class if, if they don't have exposure right now. Uh, because, as I said, over the long term, emerging market, I mean, are really still remain a, a very exciting uh, part of uh, of the market to invest in, much cheaper than than uh, than developed market and with higher growth potential. And 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 we've seen uh, we've seen some strength in the in the Canadian dollar here and some relative strength in the, the Canadian market uh, due to Canada's obvious obvious exposure to to cyclicals to to, to energy mining uh, agriculture lumber uh, that, whose prices have been going higher. Uh, do you do you continue to think that we're going to see um, uh, the the emerging markets that are are more along those lines like uh, like Russia and Brazil uh, are those the markets you favor or do you or have they already seen their day and do you think we're going to see strength in, in in other places Yeah, that's interesting because um, so you know I'm more uh, involved in kind of the value dividend side of the market and. Uh, it had been a, a, a tough, a tough place to be for quite some time, pretty much 10 years, yeah. right? And, uh, I think we were pretty much talking about the death of value or dividend investing. And clearly that has completely changed over the past few months. It's been a huge rotation. Um, you would say out of new technology, like the new economy stocks to the old economies, so as you mentioned, metals and mining, um, you know, energy, uh, and cyclicals in general. Um, and, and it's been, it's been quite a, a big move, but to be fair, if you look, you know, after 10 years of underperformance, it was, it was actually a small move if you put it in perspective for the long term, for the, for the past 10 years. So yeah, the question I got the most is, is it, is it going to continue along this rally, uh, in all the, in, in a more cyclical part of the market can continue? Well, I think it depends on a lot of, it depends on a lot of things. There's definitely a support in terms of valuation. Uh, because the, the, the kind of new economy segment stocks are still extremely expensive when you compare them to cyclicals. And as I said, the gap of valuation is just starting to close and they've already closed. Uh, and the expensive stocks uh, are still the most expensive they've ever been. So there's clearly a, a valuation support. Uh, but I guess you need more than a valuation support. And basically the way we think about that is, are we in a situation which is similar to kind of 2002 or more 2010, 11, right? After the past two recession crises we've had, um, usually cyclicals do better after a recession, but that can last only for a short period of time if you just have like a, a short rebound in economic growth. For the cyclical segment to do better for longer, you need to see a continued uh, boom in economic growth, similar to what we've seen, uh, in 2002, three, four, five, six. It was really strong years. It was driven a lot by China growing really fast and then cyclicals did well for years. But after the global financial crisis, that didn't happen because growth remained really, really weak, uh, for a very long time. Um, so, you know, where are we now? It's difficult to say, but, Governments have learned a lesson after the global financial crisis. Now, I think if they were, you know, going back to that time, they would support more the economy. 
because that led to other problems later on. And whether you look at uh, the US or Europe, there's a big focus on stimulus. Everyone talks about stimulus, and that's for that reason. So if we if we see those stimulus uh, being implemented, uh, that would be a big support, uh, continued support for a more cyclical uh, part of the segment. And, and finally, last point, at the same time, the more expensive part of the of the market, which is basically technology in, in the big part, uh, is facing, especially in our markets, in emerging markets, more uh, competition, more regulation, and we would not be surprised if we, if we were to see some kind of derating uh, over the next few years as well. So that's a picture, but it's, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties, and as usual, you know, we advise our clients to have a well-diversified portfolio. And, and, and Laurence, um, just because uh, just we, we have you so rarely, if, if, you, uh, if you've got time for one more question. Uh, just wanted to talk about uh, dividend stocks specifically, which is, is your area of, of, of focus uh, in emerging markets. How, how, will, how do you think dividend stocks in emerging markets will, will do in a, in, in a rising interest rate environment that, um, that, that, that I think most people expect to see uh, as, we, as we emerge out of, the, out of the COVID crisis? Yeah, that's an interesting question because, you know, at a time where interest rate was so low for so long, we would have expected those stocks to do well, and they didn't, really, not at all, yeah. because there was no economic growth. Uh, people didn't care about few percent of dividend yield when they were looking at equity. They wanted growth, so they were actually investing in companies with no dividend, but were showing top-line growth. That's what we've seen. So now people think, oh, now wait, interest rates are going up, so people want, they won't want uh, dividend. Uh, but actually, I'm thinking a little bit the other way around. Is I think now, if we're in an environment where growth is a little bit more abundant, uh, as, as I said, if we have some stimulus uh, implemented uh, globally, um, I think investors would look pay a bit more attention to valuation. Uh, they would be more interested in, 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 in paying a little bit less. Uh, they won't be desperate to get you know potential growth, even though there's no bottom line uh, positive numbers there. So I think. Actually, dividend deal stock could do a bit better, especially as we've seen really a lot of countries and a lot of companies really increasing their dividends recently. And some of the dividend yields are really, really high right now, especially a lot of those cyclicals have now recovered. Um, so they're paying really strong dividend yields. So I, I think that's an area that actually could do well, even in an environment uh, where interest rates are increasing. And you find mainly, mainly those names in uh, the financial sector or the cyclical sector, the metals, the mining, energy. So I think they would benefit anyway from that rotation into that segment. And that's why those stocks uh, can do well going forward. Well, that is a, uh, that is a fantastic synopsis of, uh, of emerging markets and then a particular focus on, on cyclicals and dividend payers. Uh, Laurence, uh, like I say, always, always great to see you. Uh, you, uh, you I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to hear that you, uh, you and your family are well. I know you've got a young family uh, over there, and, uh, and, and thanks for taking the time to join us today. No, you're welcome, Dave, and I hope I'm, I'm going to be able to, to visit you soon in Canada. That would be fantastic. We're, I'm, we're looking forward to going and visiting you in Europe. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're all looking for that return to normal. Okay, take care, Laurence. Thank you.